0: Today on Nomad we interview Elliot Gillies, a good friend and a PR guy for the past 23 years. I want to ask Elliot some questions about the cruise that I'm on, the Scenic Crystal. We're cruising in the Netherlands. So my first question for you, Elliot, and hello. Hello. How many years have you been working with river cruise ships, and what lines do you work with now?
1: Um, I've been doing this for 23 years. Um, Our firm has been doing it for 40 Four, and of those 44, probably about 40, we work with river cruise lines. Right now, our clients include uh, Scenic, um, as well as Emerald Cruises for the rivers.
0: Okay. What do you think will change in the coming years in terms of what river cruises will be like? Do you see any trends coming or something that might affect river cruising?
1: Well, I think the trend has already started. Um, it actually started a number of years ago, um, but the it's a matter of just more and more people doing them. Um, you know the big oceans are a wonderful product, uh, but as the demographics age, you find people looking for much more experience than they get on a big ship. Um, they want to get off the ship. They want to see what's local. They want to interact with people uh, without having to wait in lines. So the river ships have shown tremendous growth after the last few years, uh, on the heels of COVID, where we had a lot of concern with people being stuck on the ships. Uh, we've seen a lot of lot of interest because with a river ship, you're always within touching of land. So any issues you have, um, you can easily get to to, uh, medical help or anything else you need. Mm -hmm. So we've seen quite a bit of growth based on the fact that the experience is more intimate and it's more personal. And uh, just the feeling of safety and security because you're so close to land. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have any statistics about like the numbers of people going on cruises? Like, let's say, how many uh, people are cruising in river cruising now as opposed to like 10 years ago? Oh,
1: I couldn't give you off the top of my head, but I do know, um, I mean, cruising itself is huge. But it really is not big when you look at the total number. Um, I think CLIA, which is the organization that um, over, oversees, but is the Association of Cruise Lines for the U.S., had something of 22 million. Who cruised um, Americans who cruised uh, pre-COVID? That's just a fraction of our population. True. Um, mm-hmm. Of that, because of the limited number of berths on a river ship, because a whole season of one river ship would not equal one of the five, six, five thousand passenger
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> things. Exactly. Um, Hundreds and um, seven yeah, thousands. Yeah, They're they're,
1: yeah. they're certainly uh, a very small part of the of the uh, market. But the growth of it itself, when you look at companies like Scenic, like Emerald. Um, scenic being now since 2008, Emerald since 2014. They now, between them, have 24, 25 ships, wow. and that just span of time. Um, of course, the, the biggest one right now for the U.S. is Viking. I think they bought on 80 ships, um, so the growth has been tremendous. It's definitely double-digit growth. Wow. It's just the numbers on these
0: astronomical numbers you see in the ocean. Exactly, because yeah. if you have a – like the ship we're on right now, we're recording this, on a ship with around – 198 passengers. Not even, no.
1: We're, we're down to 169 passengers. That's all we can
0: fit on the ship. 169, and you think about I just read an article by one of my friends, Catherine Aquila, and it was about the 6,500-passenger Toscana. So a little different and certainly a whole different experience. Um, so what do you think the biggest difference is between r- different river cruise lines? Is there anything differentiates, differentiate, say, a Viking, a Scenic, Avalon, Uniworld, or Talk? Is there anything specific you can think of?
1: Yeah, actually, there are. They all do a good job. You know, the the term all-inclusive is played a lot in this industry. And actually, it's not accurate to a great extent, but it does offer everything you would want on a cruise, per se. Um, So everything you buy is there. You have your tours, you have your meals, you have your beverages, um, excursions. um, Tips. Tip? No, tips not for everybody. Okay? Um, That's where they differentiate, both on level of experience and what you get on board. So Vacuum does a very good job with the the market they're in. when you look at a scenic, which is a five-star brand, everything's included. I mean, literally, they say all-inclusive, but it's like truly all-inclusive. The only thing you have to pay for was a massage or a haircut. Your tips, your, your your transfers, all your meals, all your drinks, twenty-four-seven. your Room service, butlers, the six dining options. Um, most river ships have two dining options. Um, they certainly don't have butlers. Um, but again. Every, just like the big ships, like the Oceans, too. There's a Carnival, there's a Holland America, there's a Regent. These are all wonderful brands. They do a great job. But they just have a different market for what people want. Mm-hmm. Somebody who doesn't drink a lot uh, or doesn't need six options may want a small alignment, which doesn't offer those or don't mm-hmm. include them. So you're not paying for something you don't want. Mm-hmm. So it really has
0: to do with what's included and what your level of, of expectation is for service. Right. That makes sense. I didn't realize Viking had 80 ships. That's quite a size. Yeah. Wow. And how many does Scenic have? scenic has at this point on the rivers 15
1: Mm -hmm. uh emerald just launched their emerald luna two days ago that makes nine um certainly a couple of chartered ships too for egypt they have uh they also have the ocean yachts now you know with uh, scenic uh, eclipse which is 228 uh deluxe yacht and then with um emerald you have emerald azura which a hundred passenger, and that goes throughout the Mediterranean.
0: So that's a new trend, I guess, isn't it? it, it the idea of scaling back to a something the size of a super yacht.
1: Exactly. It, that's what we call them. They are super yachts.
0: Yeah, um, they're super yachts, but they're for more than one shake. That's for sure.
1: Um, it, you know, again, it comes down to what you want, what you're looking for. Um, there's, the market for the big ocean is always going to be there, but we see other lines now developing and and floating out ships of under a thousand passengers. Um, because they realized that it got a different experience, and people who are the older demographic, and that's a much bigger part of the economy than it ever was before, had the time and the money, and they want these
0: experiences, which are hard to get when you were three or 4,000 people. Right, it it right.
1: really comes down to get off the ship
0: not stay on the ship. Yeah, like for instance on our cruise that we're taking now, we were able to jump on some uh, electric bicycles and it just happens that the scenic happens to have the bicycles on the ship. We didn't have to rent them, we don't have to take a tender, we just walk off the ship and there's the bikes. So it was fantastic. Um, are, are the most of these European river cruise ships the same size and how many passengers do most of them carry? Well,
1: it depends where you are. Um, what we call RMD, Rhine, Maine and Danube, uh, they are the same physical size. What's that? Uh, I believe that's 135 meters long. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it's 16 bit... and change meters
0: wide. A little over 300 feet.
1: Yes, a little okay. over 300, because that is the the total length of a of the smallest lock on these rivers, and they had to fit in the lock to get up and down the the path of the river. Yeah. Um, they used to be small. They used to be about 100 yards, and then they call them long boats uh, because they're bigger. And now everybody pills those because they have to maximize what they can get now the size of the boat is important but what how many people put on it is important uh, because that gives you more public space so the ships which run with you know 100 and 150 to 170 have a lot more public space than the some of the lines which run upwards of 180 to 200 passengers
0: within the same size ship they just have more passengers
1: they have more passengers so the cabins will be smaller um and could fit everybody into those public spaces i see
0: now is there if you know again it's hard to always generalize but can you think of a mistake that a lot of people have made when they go on a river cruise maybe they they made planned it wrong or they had the wrong expectation anything that come to mind is like a mistake that somebody made when they planned a river cruise
1: well i think it's important certainly in the u.s because that's where and canada too um is that you speak to an agent or do a lot of research it's an education product it's not a product where you go online just pick it if you want you can if you know about it um, I'm not sure they're mistakes, but it's certainly a learning curve yeah. uh, because you're not always sure what you're getting, even though it's described to you. Um, if you want top of the line, and certainly Scenic is top of the line, Tauk does an amazing job. Um, these are the lines which give you everything you need. Um, If you want that, then make sure you pick it, because otherwise you're picking your wallet out of your pocket
0: all the time. Well, it's a good point. For instance, there are people that don't drink alcohol, and on a ship like this, you're really, (laughs) that's not going to help you at all. I mean, this is a ship where they have all kinds of beers and wines and fantastic cognac and selection is fantastic. But again, if, if we were teetotalers, why would we even care about that perk? So
1: oh, absolutely. That's where the second line they started Emerald cruises began because it was a lower price point. Take out the alcohol 24 seven. It's on with meals, mm-hmm. uh, take away all the excursions, add some we you can pie, uh, take away your butlers, take away some of the restaurant choices yeah. and you lower that price point because I don't want all that. I want to be able to pick and choose what I want. Exactly. It's the same kind of experience because you get off the ship and you explore where you are, but you're paying for less because you don't need it all. And that's where people have to
0: realize, what am I looking for? What's my goal? And do the research and talk to people. So you, you represent Emerald and Scenic. Right. And, of course, Scenic has the the eclipse. What What would you say would be the... Uh, starting point for a reasonable uh, – somebody wants to take a week in, on the Rhine with the Emerald, for instance, if you, as a starting point. Where would that be price-wise per person?
1: Um, depending on what part of the season, depending where where uh, you're going with the Rhine, you're probably talking about just about $3,000, maybe tw- $2,500 to $3,000. Per person?
0: Per person, okay. yes. It's only per person on a ship. Right. And then what about the Scenic? What would be the, the Scenic would run scenic? you
1: oh, probably about $3,500 an hour. about $1,000 more per person right. as a starting frame Yeah, because so much more is offered
0: but it's still you know and you think about all the things that we've done and this week and all the places that we've seen i can just see why it's such a growing thing it's so sensible and as somebody who is totally afraid of getting seasick i have never even moved in this ship
1: <laughs> yeah you, you don't wobble the, the rivers can be huge i mean uh, Ro- in russia is massive it's an ocean to itself uh you go through amsterdam center you can get some rocky waves but It's so small compared to what you see in the ocean. You're not going to feel it. They're built so so well and so wide.
0: Everybody knows the YouTube videos of the chairs and tables flying down on one and the other. So (laughs) I'm glad we're not experiencing that. Um, Elliot, thanks so much for talking to me. Enjoyed this cruise and enjoyed my chance to get a a chance to hang out with you a little bit. (laughs) It was a lot of fun, Max. (laughs)